Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith and Flagler. I'm your host, Brian McMillan. I'm also the publisher of the Observer newspapers in Palm Coast and Ormond Beach. Thank you so much for listening because building faith strengthens our community. I want to say thank you to Douglas Property and Development, to Big John's Appliances, and Stevenson Wilcox and Associates. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And in the studio today, I have with me Dr. Kevin James, pastor of Palm Coast United Methodist Church. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Good morning. Do people call you Pastor Kevin or Pastor James or Dr. James? Or how how do people refer to you in church? Because I know different churches have different sort of traditions. (laughs) Yes, but also uh, I've been called many different things. (laughs) So I'm open and life goes on. Just don't forget to call me for dinner. Yeah. You got it. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with Dr. James. How, how about uh, that? Dr. Oh, James. You call me Kevin. Kevin? All right, we'll, all right, we'll say Kevin then. So Kevin is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. Um, degrees from Bethune-Cookman University, from the Gammon Theological Seminary, more studies at Duke Divinity School. Um, so tons of experience, lots of education. That's, uh, I'm so glad you're here. And we also happen to live on the same street. Yes. So I bump into you every now and then (laughs) down the road. Um, so you've been at PCUMC since 2012. Yes. Is that right? July 1st. Very good. I saw in your, uh, in your bio on your website that, um, it says he received his next appointment as cross-cultural pastor. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, cross-cultural pastor? Across, I know you've, you've written about this kind of subject already, right? Yes, also. And, and my book entitled Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, uh, Coming to Church, based off of Guess Who's <laughs> right, Coming <yeah>. to Dinner uh, <laughs> with, with the late Sidney Portier and yeah. Tracy and others. Um, cross-cultural appointment is a pastor who comes from another culture who's appointed to a church that's predominantly uh, white or African-American, or even as it relates to the United Methodist Church, Korean, uh, it's showing a demonstration of inclusiveness mm-hmm. and how the kingdom of God exists, w- exists now and will exist in eternity, will, will be inclusive. Uh, one big family. One big family. I'm also getting ready now uh, to publish another book as it relates to my experience as pastor of Palm Coast United Methodist Church, uh, because of our diversity among our membership, and we have a representation of 40 countries. And th- that book will share uh, my personal journey, but more than anything, the significant and the essence of the church and the membership of the church to be being very diverse. It's not window dressing. You can see it when you come to any worship experience. Intentionally, we uh, seek to be inclusive, and the kingdom of God will be inclusive as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a testimony of the people who occupy the space at Palm Coast United Methodist Church and their commitment to be inclusive and to embrace people from all different walks of life and various uh, ways that we do that uh, on yeah. a day to day basis. That, that's fantastic. I mean, um, and it kind of is a good reminder of like, well, what is the church? It's, mm-hmm. it's the people. Um, but you also have some, your church is kind of in, in a transition. Where, where is the church located exactly? Well, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, uh, the church is located right now on Belter Boulevard. And of course we're moving north. 
three miles uh, north on the right-hand side, and it's going to be an opportunity for us to expand our ministry as well as our Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, the church started long before I arrived, so I always try and tell people it's not about me. It's about Christ and what Christ is doing through his people. Uh, long before I arrived, uh, the church purchased 22 acres, and that was in 1999. And Which is right up in the – it's on the it's, – it's near the intersection of Matanzas Woods Parkway and Beltair Parkway. So it's yes. on the southeast corner there. Um, that you, if you drive by it now, I drive by it all the time. Like, uh, it looks like the lights are on. It's about yes. ready to go. Yes. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It's brand new and just like architecturally looks, looks pretty, very cool and interesting, kind of similar in some structure to the current one. It seemed like, but, um, well, it, 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 it's, it's definitely different than the, uh-huh. uh, uh, current one. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and we sold, we sold, we sold five acres to the dollar store. Yep. The Dollar General. Thank dollar you for General. doing that. that oh, I, hey. I've shopped there a lot. Since, yes, sir. Since I love then. it. I go, uh, my wife, Linda, and I go the there. Dollar General. Pretty much every Saturday. <laughs> uh, and then also to, uh, to the hospital now, uh, it's going to be a part of, uh, the University of Florida system. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, we, we have pretty much about 12 acres left and we've been blessed to, have the building that we currently have and have room for expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the testimonies I say about our church, we have what is called our father's table where, uh, Michelle and her husband, Chuck Seifert, uh, got that ministry and it helps feed those who are homeless as well as do some other things to get them back on their feet. Uh, to me, uh, that's one of the essence of our church mm-hmm. uh, because we do that every Saturday. It's very consistent, that ministry, as well as, uh, to me, the lifeblood of our church is our prayer ministry under Leon Mitchell uh, as we continue to undergird God's people, not just part of our church, but as it relates to the world and responding to world issues and needs uh, with our prayer ministry. We're on the weekend, as you well know, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, sir. Uh, We're recording then. Well, this will this will be published, uh, you know, aired on the twenty first. But yeah, of course, any time is good to talk about Dr. Well, Dr. I, King. I, I basically, so, we're going to say uh, part of the new book that I'm working on now is a response to his Meet the Press interview that was held on hmm. April uh, 1960 when he made the now uh, historical statement. The 11 o'clock hour is the most segregated hour in the world. Mm. Well, our church is definitely uh, inclusive and uh, really kind of helping showing a different world view at this time. Well, that's that's uh, that's right in, in line with mm. what I think this show is all about, trying to show how faith can help to build the community and more, yes. you know, faithfulness is good for the community, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of faith. And I think that kind of inclusiveness is one of the reasons why that 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 is the case. Um, the current building for Palm Coast United Methodist Church, or the one that you your church has is sort of leaving behind to go to the brand new one, um, is still there. It's right across from the belt from the the library. Yes, and it's now housing a different church, yes, Christ, CLC, Christian Life Center. Christian, Christian Life, Life Center. Center, and we really, uh, Pastor Joe is an amazing leader and preacher. And t- to me personally, and I've said it also publicly. 
we would not be where we are as far as Palm Coast United Methodist Church had it not been for us engaging yeah. in a relationship with great Christian life. It is a testimony because when you think about two vast different uh, denominations and worship experiences that are different and to have a collaborative effort to come together. Now, we've had some bumps and bruises along the way with scheduling yeah. and all, but it has been one of the great rewards uh, in the life of the church. So glad to hear that. Yeah, Joe Campitello is a great, great guy, and yep. you called him a preacher. I, I, I <laughs> totally agree. Like, you think of somebody as a pastor, I think of him <laughs> as a preacher. Yes. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, we, you, you can hear a past episode of his on uh, on this show. Um, mm-hmm. The podcast is on the Flagler radio app on Spotify and Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, 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 uh, interviews have been really fun over the years. Um, so again, if you're just joining us, um, I am Brian McMillan, the host of faith and Flagler with Dr. Kevin James with Palm coast United Methodist church. I want to say thank you to Douglas property and development, big John's appliances and Stevenson Wilcox and associates. Thank you so much for helping to support the show. And for the rest of the show, I'd really like to, um, and it's been kind of a pattern in these episodes to kind of then dive into a little passage of um, scripture here. So, and I I shared this with you ahead of time, and I'm trying to remember exactly which verses we said we're going to talk about. Matthew 6, 19 to 21, and then 25 and 26. So it's in the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. You mentioned to me on the phone the other day that you have been to a possible site of the Sermon on the Mount, right? Or yes. other other places yes. in the Holy Land. Uh, been to the Holy Land, been fortunate and blessed to been to the Holy Land on three different occasions, mm-hmm. looking to also go our church uh, family and friends and those who would like to uh, join us are more than welcome. We're going again in June of 2025. Yeah, very and, cool. And so we're in the planning stage. So what is it like? How do you connect with God mm-hmm. better by being on the site of some of these historic things that have happened. How, how does, how has it changed you? It, it has changed me because not only do you have an opportunity to, when you go to the Holy land to be right there in the footsteps of Jesus per se, of course, you know, it's built now on tourism and you're coming <laughs> to see the site. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, but when you read the scriptures as it relates to the garden tomb uh, going to the church of the nativity, uh, b- participating in a baptism in the Jordan River. Wow. Uh, yeah. It has deepened my faith and drawn me closer to God to have appreciation for those who are in the Holy Land and what they go through day to day and experience uh, in Bethlehem. And then also have the opportunity to go to the Wailing Wall and uh, share your prayers and petitions and seeing other faith communities. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring because you're talking about inclusiveness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's a territorial yeah. aspect it's of that It's inclusive, as well. but it's also, you know, yeah. it shows that there's some, what, what, what strife can happen. So we're, anyway, the, um, thank I'm glad that you have, can pull that, you know, experience mm-hmm. in with you. So if we look at Matthew six, the Sermon okay. on the Mount, um, I'm using the King James version. I don't know what you guys use in United Methodist Church. Well, but. well, it, well, it's not a denominational uh, subscription uh, because I preach from all different translations. Okay. Okay. Here I have the New Revised Standard Version okay. of the Very Bible, good. but I well, if pretty there, much know King James as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So verse 19 says, mm-hmm. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So I want to talk about that. Okay. The, this kind of, it seems like a great human temptation mm-hmm. to focus so much on the treasures of the earth. Yeah. Um, so what are the treasures of the earth and what are the treasures of heaven? What, what do you see as being the difference? Well, the treasures upon earth, there's n- no question about it, is the materialism and, and not that uh, all are bad. Uh, we definitely need substance to live. Uh, and I mean, when I substance, I'm referring to money, dead presidents, sure. greenback, or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Benjamins. Yeah, uh, Benjamin, yeah. yeah, whatever you like to call them. We definitely need them. Uh, and, and, but yet, it's how you use the resources that God has given you uh, as it relates to materialism. Uh, Jesus' focus, as you well know, as it relates to the Sermon on the Mountain, which uh, what's always amazing to me when I, and thank you for this citation of this passage, when we look at the Sermon on the Mountain, we have to conclude that Jesus was a long-winded preacher <laughs> uh, because the Sermon on the Mountain comes right out of the wilderness experience from the temptations, and it covers three chapters yep. and 110 verses. Uh, but yet, uh, it's one of the, it, it, I would say it is the greatest teachings that we have of Jesus as it relates to life and relationship with God, but also relationship with others. Mm-hmm. And so here, when you shared from uh, Matthew 6, uh, 19 to 21, uh, he's reminding us not to store these treasures. Uh, and, and, and that's really the materialism, but we'll be willing to release them to be a blessing to you know, others. This is why I, I'm so glad to just get the chance to talk to you because mm. I never really thought of it in that way. That mm. it's not about. I, I've never focused on the phrase to lay up the treasures. To, mm. in other words, to store them up. Um, don't be greedy with your stuff. Right. Um, it, this is a this is a call to to be giving to to share with others to lift others up to to, to give them what what you have. Um, I've always thought of it as like focusing too much, fixating on, you know, materialism and, and things right. like that, but, but not the concept of sharing it. So that's, that's, a, that's a great insight. Yeah, it's like uh, taking uh, what you have and you definitely need to take care of your family, your financial responsibilities, this, that, and the other, but also we're called to share as well. And that's mm-hmm. how we got with, you know, tithes and offerings. Yep. Uh, so it's not all about me. It's also by giving to others who can't give me anything back in return. And then to answer the other part of your question, uh, treasures in heaven is going to be those things that God continues to uh, uh, appreciate as we celebrate and worship God. I always try and tell a lot of people when we talk about heaven and hell, uh, you got to remember in heaven we're going to be worshiping God all day and all night. So you won't be able to say, well, God, look here, I'm getting ready to go do this, that, and the other, <laughs> and I'll come back and worship you. Uh, if you're not willing to worship him now, uh, it's just a dress rehearsal for us getting ready to worship God in heaven. What is What does worshiping God mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It helps uh, me personally as it relates to foster my relationship, nourish my relationship. It's just like being uh, in love with your wife. 
uh, and, and your fam- your children and family members and friends, and you continue to pour into them, but they also pour into you. And so worshiping God, I'm releasing myself and humbling myself before him uh, to worship him and to give him praise and the honor that he's due. And also knowing that God wants to filter his love, his patience, his joy into my heart and my soul. So how do how does somebody give God the the honor that's due to him? Like how do I give something to God? He doesn't he have everything? God has everything and God's bestowed gifts to us and we're to, supposed to share those gifts with others but also give back to God. Uh, I, I think the first way you have to do it that I've been taught, uh, you have to humble yourself. And for sometimes uh, humility is something that we have to daily work on because you're saying I surrender it all to him. And that means surrendering all. And that's a day-to-day process. Yeah, meaning? Because we like to be in control. I, I like to be behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm the best driver in the world. <laughs> but yet, <laughs> you come in a relationship with God. I thought I was the best driver. Yeah, though. see there? <laughs> I, I need to realize, hey, give God the will mm-hmm. and be submissive. Yeah, what 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 are some ways that we can do that in in our lives to be submissive to God? I mean, we still have to do our normal day-to-day activities. Like, I'm going to work, I'm doing this. What, what, what is a way that I need to be submissive? Well, I would say first thing is each day carve out time for God. Yeah. In devotional time, meditation time. Uh, How much time? Reading scripture. Hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever. You know, that's a good question. But I, w- I would say whatever, whatever you know you need time with God like you do for any other thing, like, for example, uh, going to a play or a movie or athletic event, we prepare for that, and we're willing to even stay. If it's a sports activity, if they have overtime, we're so engaged that we're willing to stay. So I would say if you know, hey, I'm a morning person, I need to be at work at 8 o'clock, well, guess what? Maybe you need to have 6.30, 6 o'clock, or 5.30, Time that you're not rushing out of the door doing what I call a, a quick, uh, hello, God, good morning, bless me, see you, peace. <laughs> uh, having intentional time, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And each individual has to decide what's best for, so, for them. So we're willing to stay overtime for extra innings, got overtime. Do you ever have yeah. church go overtime? Yes, but I, <laughs> but we try and be very uh, methodical and intentional yeah. uh, where we don't uh, go over time, I would say, uh, but we do. Um, and, and our church, uh, we don't have just one worship experience. Uh, before COVID, of course, we had three, but now when we go into our new uh, facility and campus, we're looking to have just two. Mm-hmm. So apparently part of what Jesus is saying here is, one of the reasons to not store up these treasures upon earth is because they can be corrupted and stolen and broken. Yes. And um, the the treasures that we can have in heaven cannot be. Like, and, th- these, are, these are treasures that are indestructible, um, that will never rust or, or could never be stolen. You know, the, I guess – Maybe in in some ways, like I could have practically nothing in my physical my 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 earthly life, but I may have 
um, great, I may have things of great worth, you know, that are heavenly treasures. What are those? Like, what is it that makes me, that can make me feel happy and quote unquote rich regardless of my physical circumstances? Well, I would refer easily to the fruits of the spirit Mm -hmm. and what the apostle Paul reminds us to abide with the fruits of the spirit with love, peace, joy, happiness, long suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, He reminds us to uh, continue to be fruitful, if you will. Uh, And those things will outlast anything that we have materialistically and, and have attained here on earth that we're willing to continue to sow good seeds. Uh, he who sows sparingly shall what? Reap sparingly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, one of the things about the beatitude, it deals with the kingdom, the kingdom of God. It continues to deal with the kingdom. And it also deals with the uh, uh, eschatological period, which means dealing with things not just here, yeah. but eternity. Yeah. And so it, it, it's a good reminder that um, – we are to continue to sow good seeds, and we, we will reap if we shall not faint. Uh, one of the things I like about this passage, and, of course, uh, I looked up as it relates to Jesus continuing to remind us in the beat, eight Beatitudes about the blessings. Mm-hmm. We all love blessings. No <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yep. I'm the preacher. But we also should be a blessing. And by being a blessing, that will outlive any other type of material or even uh, accolade we receive here on earth. Because when you're a blessing to others, that extends into the kingdom of God and is a reflection of our relationship with God. What's a way that we can be a blessing to others more? Well, definitely uh, doing and sharing acts of kindness. Um, for example, Today is a rainy day, and as a relationship— You're saying I should have come out there with an umbrella and brought you in. Man, that would have been dry. great. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, but, you know, like when you're, when you're driving, especially in rainy weather, you, you want to be cautious of the other drivers mm-hmm. and also show a blessing for those who are trying to come in uh, to your lane. Uh, be willing to slow down and allowing that person to go ahead and go first. You never know what they're dealing with as well. We're that's that's why you're the best driver in the world. Because no, you're no. willing to let people go in front. You know, not you're, all the time. You're nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a uh, l- little bit later, the last couple of verses that I was going to talk mm-hmm. about, he says, take no thought for your life, mm-hmm. what you shall eat, what you shall drink, um, nor, let, nor for your body, mm-hmm. what you shall put on. I mean, that, that sounds like we shouldn't be stressing about even providing for ourselves. You know, I'm a, I'm a father. I got five children. Mm-hmm. That's constantly what I'm stressing about is like, am I going to be able to provide for my family? He's saying, don't, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Well, he's reminding us, uh, don't let, to me, uh, in my opinion, don't let that be the top priority. Mm-hmm. My re- the relationship we should have with God should be our top priority. He's not saying, hey, don't provide for your five children. Uh, I have three and other family members as well. Uh, but don't, don't overlook them. But he's saying your top priority is your relationship with me, and I'm going to take care of your needs. Uh, it also reminds me, you remember uh, Jesus said, seek ye first, mm-hmm. not second, not third, not on the back burner. Or, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? 
all things will be added to you. Yeah. It comes right back Just to have that. to keep trusting. Keep trusting, you know, knowing that God should be our top priority. And 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 to be honest with you, and I'm a clergy and uh, a believer in Christ, uh, but I struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, try and remember, top priority, not Kevin. Guess what? It's God. Yeah. Sometimes we think we know best. I know my needs, and yeah. therefore I figured out how to solve those problems, and then but but to be truly you know worshiping mm-hmm. we need to realize that we got to trust that his solutions might be different from ours and but we also trust that they're going to be better right so dr kevin james palm coast united methodist church thank you so much for being like my guest on faith and flagler i hope everyone can tune in next week again you can hear the spotify apple or flagler radio app podcast version as well have a great great week 